whether it's taking care of family. Ugh, Mikey, stop harassing your sister. Climbing the corporate ladder. Yes, yes, yes. We need to create a new spreadsheet for the project. I know, I know. Or even taking care of loved ones. I'm here for you, Mom. You have to put you first. It's the Know You First podcast with host Amanda Smith. Hey, you all. It's your host, Amanda Smith of the Know You First podcast. And I thank you again for joining me on yet another week in continuation of this self-love fest. So guys, if I told you to go out and fail, would you look at me like I was crazy? (laughs) You know, question my sanity? No, really, if I told you that failing was a critical step in the process for obtaining your successes, which could really run a gamut of things depending on who you talk to. Success for me might not be what success is to you, and that's quite all right. But failing, guys, failing will be a key step in the process. Well, my next guest this week knows all about failing, and she also knows a great deal about winning. Her name is Dr. Courtney Tracy, your no BS therapist. (laughs) Love that. A licensed clinical social worker and doctor of clinical psychology who has become one of the most recognizable names on social media regarding mental health. And she is host of The Truth Doctor Show, a series on YouTube. Look, Dr. Tracy is living proof that your failures can be the biggest leaping pad to achieving some of your most biggest challenges. And I had the opportunity to sit down with her and hear her story. Thank you so much for having me here. I cannot wait for your listeners to hear what we have to share with them today. Awesome. Well, you know, I've been fangirling you from the sidelines for quite some time, (laughs) Dr. Tracy. So I'm so glad to have you on the show because I know you're going to drop those gems. So before we kind of get into the meat of what this week's topic is about, um, failure, you know, which is something that's always so hum and drum and, and grim, but you have with your work put a positive spin on it. And we're going to get into that a little bit more, but before we do that, I want to hear what your motivation is behind the work that you're currently doing. The reason I even got you on the show is because you were an inspiration to me. And so if you're you're making others feel like I'm feeling, (laughs) I can only imagine. But I would like to hear what your motivation is behind your work. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for asking that. I started this work as, you know, I'm known on the internet as the truth doctor. So I started the truth doctor about a year and a half ago. And my intention behind it is to to teach people the lessons that I've learned over the course of my life, really, and to answer the questions that I had unanswered for so long, like how does the mind work? How does the body work? Why do we do the things that we do and think the things that we think? And I just it caused me so much suffering for so long. And my goal is to alleviate the suffering of other people and 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 any possible way, because I view all human beings as equal. And if everybody truly understood that and themselves, we'd be in a very different place in this world. And I like that you you really are trying to, to change the way we think about mental health wellness. You know, all the, the taboo and stigma behind mental health. You literally have made it sexy. <laughs> Dr. Tracy, <laughs> Thank you, you. Made, you have. I mean, So, yeah, well, let me ask you, you have a podcast episode where you talk about 
failure. And you kind of break down failure and success and really what that means, because, you know, we tear ourselves up when it comes to those very challenging moments in our life when things are not just going the way we want. And I really like to, for you to explain here on the podcast, how does failure contribute to success? Well, that's a really great question because it's specifically the way you worded it even, how does failure contribute to success? It's interesting because most people think it, it it doesn't, you know, maybe it just detaches you from it. Like there's no way that failure and success can have a relationship with one another. And that's just not true. You know, what I usually do when I'm trying to break down concepts is think about what's the definition of this, this thing we're trying to break down. And the definition of failure, the main definition is just a lack of success. That's all that that means. We contribute it to so many other things, though, besides just the lack of success. We, we contribute it to be the inability to succeed. Those are two very different things. And if you have a lack of something, usually what you want to do is you want to go get more of it. So the actual definition of failure is a lack of success, not an inability to get it. And just simply understanding that the definition of the word that brings us so much discomfort actually isn't an, isn't impeding on our ability to succeed, then brings the question of, so why do we think that? Why do we think that failure is an inability to succeed when in fact, that's literally not what it is. And we have to think about what is our idea of success and what is our idea of failure? Because clearly we're thinking about it differently than it's supposed to be being thought about, but how did we get to that point in our lives? And I think, you know, one really great example that I like to give about how failure contributes to success is that first you have to figure out, have you actually failed? And here's an example that I gave from the podcast that I think would be really helpful. If you're trying to run a marathon, and let's just say I'm going to use this six, seven, and eight hour mark, which is like super fast for people, but we're going to go with that because it's easy. <laughs> for so, me, at least. I know that's super oh fast. Oh my God. Me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So it's if, if you start practicing to, to run a marathon and your goal is eight hours, then you meet that goal of eight hours. <laughs> then the next time you train, you have a goal of seven hours. And then you meet that goal of seven hours. Then the third time that you're training for the marathon, you reach eight hours again. And you're like, damn, I was trying to make six hours. I was trying to go from eight to seven to six, but instead I went back up to eight. In that moment, eight was a failure, but two weeks ago, eight was a success. And it's really about your perception of are you succeeding or are you failing or are you learning? Because that's really just a like failure should be an awareness that there's a lack of success. And therefore, how can I learn how to achieve it in the future? We need to use it as an opportunity to grow. But it's simply because, and not, I guess it's not simple, but if you think about it simply, it's because we're literally thinking about failure wrong. Yeah. And oftentimes, I think we always go into it with um, something's going to happen. Something's going to go wrong. Um, and so when it does, it's like, oh, see, I knew it. I, I said it. I said it was going to go wrong and I should did. So mm -hmm. I love that you say it's sometimes in our head, like we trip ourselves up constantly with the way that we are thinking, because we know that how we think controls most of everything else that we do. So if we're going into it with a mindset that, you know, we are going to fail or something's going to go wrong, 
it will. And it does. But then there's some things that we always can't control and things happen anyway. But to your point, I love that you say that's a learning experience and success, failure. It really is all subjective, but it's in our head that really is just driving us crazy. (laughs) It totally is. And I think people have really taken the term like it's all in your head to mean some, you know, we've used it in a really derogatory way in a very negative way, but sometimes the shit is all in your head and you really do have to look at that from a positive thing instead of a negative thing, because that means that you can do something about it. Absolutely. Well, look, so Dr. Tracy on the Know You First podcast, one of the things that I like to do is talk about these selfish moments. And of course, when we think of the word selfish, we think it's so negative. We think it's just, it's never oftentimes used um, in a good light. And I, on the Know You First podcast, want to turn that around because we do need selfish moments. Every now and again, we do need to focus inward to, you know, achieve that next level of opportunity or, or help ourselves out. I would love to hear your selfish moment story. And I ask this of all my guests because I know we are not alone with our problems, with our challenges. You know, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who was not affected by what this what this world went through last year, what this world is still going through right now. And so I like to hear these selfish moment stories from my guests. If you can share a time where, you know, you just had to focus inward. You were going along your, your, what you thought is a righteous path and something happened and you had to pivot to kind of get to that next level. Would you mind sharing that story with us? I would love to. And it's very timely because the biggest decision that I have ever made in my life happened about five weeks ago. And basically like I started working in addiction and mental health in the facility setting eight years ago. And for the first four years, I worked my way up through multiple promotions and running an entire clinical department at the age of 24 and a half to then starting my own facility for the last four years. Super ethical, legal, 10 insurance contracts, probably the best center that's been created in a long time. And I was so, I felt so successful. I truly felt so successful internally. And the thing that's interesting is that I was also successful externally, but there's a point to why I'm separating those two things. Because, Because I was aware that I had success externally and success internally, meaning like I felt like I had given value to the world. I felt like I was getting my message across. Those were internal values. I was very aware of my internal process. Sometimes people will be like, oh, I'm making a bunch of money or my business is successful. They stay, they stay external. So they aren't tapping into how they're feeling internally. Even though I was so proud of myself and my success that I accomplished these aspects of, of my internal desires to help people and to help my community, I also realized that I was so deeply unsuccessful internally of knowing how my body and mind we're actually getting this business done. <laughs> I was anxious. I was having panic attacks. I was using people-pleasing and codependency trauma triggers to please my employees and please the overreigning bodies that looked over and governed my organization. I was setting my family aside and I was setting myself aside. And so while I had both, while I had both internal and external success, I was failing at the same time only internally. 
And that can be hard for people to say, I'm not going to change because mm-hmm. I have success in all the ways that I want it. And I'm not going to give up external success to acknowledge internal failure. Mm-hmm. And I made that decision and I sold my business. My goal, the reason why I started a business was because I watched my mom live paycheck to paycheck for a really, really long time. And I watched her mental health decline. I got my mom into my business in December and oh I sold it. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So she's making more money than she has ever made. And she doesn't have to live in a storage unit anymore. She lives in an apartment now. And I thought, okay, I made it. This is real internal and external success. And I still sold the business five months later. She still works there, but I sold it because I needed to choose me. I was the daughter that I wanted to be for my mother, but now I need to be the human being that I want to be for my life. So. I left. <laughs> wow. That must have been, I can't even imagine the, the, the thinking and the thought process that you had to go through to get to that. That's a very brave and bold move. I can't even imagine, but look, good for you for recognizing that. I love that you said, you know, you can be spent in your passion just because you love it so much. You know, these things take, you know, a lot out of you. You know, I love being a mom, but my goodness. There's some days where I wish I could put that title aside. Quick, <laughs> me too. You know? Me too. Um, so I love that you say that. You know, stay in tune with your body, even when you're having those wonderful moments that yeah. we like to claim. You know, it's it's happening for some reason. You know, and so it's I happening. love that. Well, mm-hmm. we talked about family a little bit. I love to understand how Dr. Tracy is balancing the demanding career that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that you serve, Dr. Tracy, in the work that you do. You're working in an addiction facility. My goodness. Mm -hmm. How in the world are you balancing that with your family and your own self-care? Please. (laughs) That was exhausting to even ask you. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I feel like, you know, I think that like something that's super important to say, especially for the topic of this episode, is that I am failing forward every single day. I honestly am not succeeding in the way that I want to succeed in any of those areas, but I'm allowing myself to fail forward each and every day. So I have like a self-care calendar because even though I have 12 years of higher education with mental health, I still need to look at a calendar to tell me to drink water because I'm a human being. But so I have this calendar. And and one thing that really helps me is I can set realistic goals. So I just recently got a gym membership and I know I need to drink water. And but So I have it on there and it's instead of saying, I'm going to go to the gym every day or I'm going to go to the gym every other day, it's I'm going to go to the gym 12 times this month. Hmm. And maybe I'll go more than that, but maybe I won't, you know, but I'm not going to put that I'm going to go every day because then that's an unrealistic expectation that's almost guaranteed to fail. Yeah, Know yourself. And that's part of what I've been doing on this journey is I know now how my trauma and anxiety manifests in my quote unquote work right? In all the ways that I work. I know how I can show up as a mother where I struggle and where I don't. And I know my limits when it comes to my self-care. Often we think that we need to set further goals for ourselves in order to advance ourselves forward. But sometimes we really just need to get comfortable succeeding in where we're at in the moment so that we can start to acknowledge that we can do hard things. They don't have to be the super difficult things. They can just be slightly hard. Get to know yourself. Don't push yourself too much. That's really how I do it. And I love it. You say that because it can get discouraging really quickly. 
Mm-hmm. Very discouraging. Do things realistically and be yeah. in tune with yourself. So it's not tell so the dis- truth. Absolutely. Tell the, the truth. Doctor says, tell yeah. the truth, people. Okay? Tell the truth to yourself. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Be honest with yourself. That's right. Well, another thing I love are quotes and I'm a big quote person. I've got quotes and inf- affirmations all around my room <laughs> and my environment because I am one of those people that need those every now and again, nudges. I always like to ask of my guests if they can share a inspirational quote or just some words or some mantras or things that you do to keep you motivated day after day because you're doing some hard work, Dr. Tracy. And um, I love to know what keeps you going. Thank you. I think that there's really only one quote and you may know what it is, you may not, but I live by it. And it really is just your unconscious is showing. And what I mean by that is like, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. So when you are feeling like you can't get these thoughts out of your head, you can't stop feeling the way that you're feeling. You're so mad that this person did that thing, or you didn't accomplish whatever it was that you wanted to pause and say, girl, your unconscious is showing like, and what does that mean? It means to figure out why is this so upsetting to me? Why do I want this so bad? Go inward, tell the truth to yourself because your unconscious is showing every second of your life, everything you say, everything you do, everything you think. So good. It's good thing that it's showing because then you get to take a look at it and figure out, do I like this or do I want to change this? Oh man, I haven't gotten that one yet. And I love it. (laughs) Because it it really forces you to be truthful, like you just said, and authentic with yourself. We always try to mask our issues, but it shows up. It shows up. Oh, yeah. You know, either we recognize it ourselves or somebody around us will say, you need to start tripping because you're, you know, behaving this way. Um, But it does show up. So I love that your unconscious is showing. Okay, well, that's that's a first. So thank you for that. (laughs) Well, let me ask, what is coming for the work that you're doing? I know you got a podcast. I think I might have seen a show on YouTube and a host of other things that I see on your social media feed. Um, Anything that we need to be keen on that you're working on? Yeah. So I still have the the Truth Doctor podcast, and we're going to make a couple changes to that in the future just to have it be more directional, which will be nice. And I did just come out with a YouTube show, the Truth Doctor show that you can find on YouTube just like small segments that talk about the world and pop culture and really just everything through the lens of mental health that's going on. Um, you can find me obviously on social at the period truth period doctor. And I have three um, network television shows being pitched right now. And so you may see me on the big screen soon. <laughs> You hear it here. She was on the Know You Prince podcast before she blew up. Woo! <laughs> We're going to speak that one into fruition. Yes, <laughs> well, congratulations on all your work and best of luck. I don't have people in my show that don't inspire me directly. So enamored about all the work you're doing. So thank you, of course, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great. The word. The word. It's only right that I share some real benefits for failing in case I've caused some significant anxiety for you with today's show, all this talk about failing. So here are some selfish tips that I thought were must-haves and I'm going to drop them right here on the word. Tip number one, break your small thinking. 
When you've come to realize that the earth will not stop rotating because of a decision that you've made or that tomorrow will be yet another day to get it right, you will start taking more chances. Tip two, let's talk about regret. You're going to beat yourself up over and over again if you didn't try at all. You'll also be plagued with a lifetime of the what ifs. And I simply don't know what's harder to deal learning from my failures or wondering what could have been. My last and final tip three, adaptability. You will be able to conquer more than you'll ever know because you have pulled through some dark days. And guess what, guys? You're still here. You are still standing. So until next time, go find something and fail miserably at it. It's Amanda Smith, y'all on the Know You First podcast. Executive producer and host, Amanda Smith. Sound engineer is Rashad Smith. Music by Motion Array. Know You First podcast is published by Wade St.